Hello, and welcome to the Financial Classroom with Will and Tim, where two friends believe that the American dream is built by living within your means. Listen as we discuss how to build wealth, live frugally, and attack life with a financial plan. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Financial Classroom. Today you're listening to episode 68. As we talked about in the last episode where uh, my wife actually came on and um, talked about my journey, um, we also did a farewell for Juliana there. And uh, actually this is kind of quick, but we actually have a guest host come on um, today with us uh, from episode 63 there, Eric, who is a good buddy of Tim and I and part of our spreadsheet party. He actually... uh, had agree on being gracious to come on and just be that third host as a as a guest host right now um so uh yeah like always there's uh tim with me too on the other side of the mic yeah yeah today we're gonna talk a little bit about payday loans so i mean anybody listening to this podcast or like just about anybody probably just already knows that you know they're they're probably not the best financial decision you can like avoid them if you can, you should avoid the metal costs. But we just wanted to do something a little bit informational, do a little bit of research into it, just to kind of talk a little bit about what exactly are the practices and protections and uh, within the industry. So Eric, can you uh, just start us off here by talking about like what is a payday loan? What defines a payday loan versus perhaps a regular loan? Yeah, no problem, Tim. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to put a shout out out there. We were kind of talking about this earlier, but I wanted to put a little personal meeting behind it. Uh, first of all, well, Tim, it's really cool that you guys are letting me come on here as a guest host trial here to kind of, you know, see things out. But Juliana, gotcha. we haven't uh, formally met or anything of the sort, <laughs> but uh, just over the episodes listening consistently, you always brought a super, super cool perspective to every you know conversation or just individual that you would interview and oh gosh when i was asked to come on i just thought how the heck am i going to uh be a juliana and really that's not going to happen um i just i can't be you it's you just did so much for the uh, podcast that there's no way i can mimic it so i'll do my best to bring my own perspective here so just uh, uh... Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get you your mortgage broker's license once you got your CPA there, and then you can, I mean, kind of be closer to being yeah. Juliana. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Oh, Eric, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, so, I know this is this is good fun. to have a third voice. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Tim, your question. Yeah. So, started off. So, payday loan. Um, when I was first kind of looking this up, I had you know some initial knowledge about it uh, in terms of what it is. So, really. The definition of them, they're a short-term loan that usually come with high fees. They're only for the short-term period, nothing longer than, than a year's worth of time. You'd probably see it if you kind of look it up or anything on your own. Usually, I think it's actually 62 days, I think, is the is it 60? legal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they do. Well, that, well, that's good to know, at least anyways. Yeah. Um, seems that you can borrow up to about $1,500. And then, like Tim says, you have about the 62-day uh payback period. This type of loan, when I was looking it up uh, through the government of Canada's website, actually is really interesting, kind of compared to anything like a lot of credits or a uh, credit card cash advance on your credit card, overdraft on checking accounts or anything of the sort, kind of like the most convenient and I guess you would call effective and easiest way to obtain a loan. But yeah, payday loan is basically where if you are short on cash, so let's say within you know, today you had a inconvenience come up. Maybe there was a minor fender bender or something within the house that you needed, let's say a quick $300 for you're able to go to these institutions and sounds like you can apply within less than about, I think it was 30 minutes. I I'd have to maybe look at that again. You can get up to that $300. There's some initial cash up front. I think some places ask for about $20 or something like that. You get the cash basically on hand or some sort of e-transfer to your account. And from there, you are able to go and uh, do what you need to do. But as we'll get on with later, there are some consequences behind that potentially. But uh, yeah, that compared to anything else, it's just kind of one of those extra, more convenient ways of uh, borrowing money, really. And I think like one of the biggest things about like payday loans is that you don't have to have a credit check. I I think that's like pretty, pretty wild. And like, 
Um, so I guess like that's the only type of loan anybody who follows Dave Ramsey can get is kind of what I'm <laughs> thinking about that. But yeah, I, I think that that's a really unique aspect, but it, it does also kind of make it uh, a bit of a last resort for somebody who's who's gone through a lot of significant uh, financial troubles in the past. So, I mean, it, you you can look at it as like like they are servicing an industry that way and they are and that's i think a big reason why these payday loan companies exist is they're they're kind of filling a gap within within the industry there and so the reason we're, we want to do an episode on this because I, I i think we're just generally curious to yeah. see how these places work and the other cases i'm guessing the majority of our listeners if not all of our listeners potentially I've never stepped foot into a payday loan because if you're listening to a financial podcast, you're most likely nerds already in finance to begin with. Uh, so I know, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I know Tim has never been a payday loan to borrow money. I don't know about Eric, but I don't think you have Eric. No, I have not gone anywhere near those things. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I think one thing that, that, uh, that, speaks volume or speaks um into these companies is uh when you the only place you find them is in um poor neighborhoods to to say the least right uh neighborhoods that uh have lower income mm -hmm. so you never see a payday loan in beverly hills probably i've never been to beverly hills but i'm just assuming <laughs> there's no beverly loan like payday loan right in beverly hills or yeah. in some fancy neighborhood with all big houses there's probably not a payday loan right in cities that uh i don't know both of you guys are in regina they're like you, you gotta go to places that are lower income to see those companies and and that just goes to show that uh, a lot of people call, some people call them paid alone some people call them long sharks or uh, there's different names for them and there's a reason for that and i think uh in general, there's a lot of negative uh, things that when it, that comes to payday loan, or people think about payday loan. So, uh, with that being said, though, Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot. Though, uh, why are they good? Why are payday loans good? And it's so weird for me to say that, but obviously, for everything, there's a. Uh, I think there's good and bad in everything, but uh, I, I'm just curious to uh, to hear, or, or maybe a lot of the listeners are curious to hear, maybe what are some good stuff or quote unquote good about payday loans? Well, as you said, I don't really think they should be somebody's uh, first option, but I mean, when <laughs> I was thinking through this, the number one thing that came to my head is that it's for an emergency. I would not be using this to be funding investments. So I mean, not giving advice or anything, <laughs> but uh, I would not be doing that. Kind of like what I was going from before with uh, just what they are in general. I think someone would probably want to grab one because they've stumbled across an emergency where it's just, it's almost kind of like a last resort. So maybe you've gone to the bank and you've, I don't know, maybe let's, it, I don't know that the most average uh, amount of loans someone might have with a mortgage per se. So let's just say you've got about three different personal uh, loans going on or different types of lines of credit. So maybe you're already overextended in those areas and uh, maybe you've maxed out your credit card so you don't know what's going on. So kind of the, the basis I'm going down is is what Will had said. It's It's not to be stereotypical because that's not where my intention is, but it's maybe somebody who they're not the best standing. So they're needing something ASAP. And so these places offer that to you either in a form of cash or like e-transfer, but it's basically cash nowadays that they could just go pick up and conveniently get with it. It seems like just a couple hours, not even. So to me, I, I mean, convenience and ease of, you know, application, everything else. I mean, for someone who needs the money, I don't see why you wouldn't, but you know, again, last resort, that would be the number one pro. I mean, I don't really know if we're talking cons at this moment, but I really don't think I can think of anything besides why you would get it other than having some sort of, I am so down in, in a dug up hole right now that I am suffocating and I need something and that's what's available to you. Yeah, I'd, geez, you know, I. So basically, I'd... there's not a lot of pros to these companies, is what you're saying, <laughs> because you're having a hard yes. time to come up with more than one, I, essentially. I, I never thought I'd say this, but I, I 
kind of wish that I could think of another pro, but I really can't. That's fair. (laughs) Tim, can Um, you think of another one? Like only one that's very, very close along those lines, which is just that, yeah, if you're somebody who, um, who just like, where it's not that you've run out of credit available, where it's just that your credit score is so low that you can't even get approved for anything. Like that would just be the only other situation I can think of. But again, like very, very, very similar situation. So, or, or if you're just somebody who likes paying interest, this is like the (laughs) place to go. I I was actually just going to say, Tim, I didn't mean to kind of, you know, roll over into it, but that was kind of my thing I was going to get into is who would want to pay the interest rate that they charge for that. I mean, obviously we haven't gotten into that yet, but uh, I, I think people can understand that the more risk you pose to an institution, the more interest rate you're going to pay to borrow money. Mm-hmm. I just think, well, I shouldn't say it's common sense or general knowledge because maybe not a lot of people might not understand that, which is perfectly fine. But I do think it comes down to needing to do some research for yourself. I mean, this could go into you know, other alternatives and whatnot, and we'll get to that at a later point here. But yeah, like I think you need to be doing due diligence for yourself when it comes to different forms of credit because it can really put you in a dangerous spot. And so even though we're mentioning the basically one alternative that we could find a positive in, I do personally think, and I think the rest of us can agree here, they serve mostly a negative purpose to them which, and I don't mean to use the word, but I think it can be a bit manipulative for those who, I don't know, maybe just don't understand or just don't know how to get themselves out of the rut. And it's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, one of our main sources was like, there's this Government of Canada page on payday loans. And I don't know, it's it's funny, like going through it and they're like they're talking about payday loans, but it's basically the page is basically screaming at you stay away, like any other option, like any other option. We'll talk about later how they kind of say, like, even if you have to do a cash advance on a credit card, do that instead. I don't know. I just, I just found that really, uh, really cool. They, they kind of take that attitude on the government website there. Um, I almost feel like they need to though, Tim, like, I feel like they need to be acting as that due diligence for people because I mean, as individuals who we didn't start personal finance out of the womb, so someone had to teach us. And luckily enough, each one of us had that role model or, you know, influence in our life that let us, whether it was the Dave Ramsey portion that both of you listened to, or it was our, the wealthy barber with me and my grandpa, as I mentioned in the previous episode there, you need to have somebody that can teach you this stuff so you understand the risk associated with these types of loans. Because as we mentioned for kind of some alternatives and whatnot, I think, or if that's later on again, there are better ways to do it and safer ways to do it. Um, I guess technically you could say that's the same thing, but Yeah, you really, I think the government of Canada has an obligation to say as maybe as a protection, maybe they're there to provide that assessment for you so that you could try to be as logical and reasonable as possible. Definitely, definitely. I just want to talk a little bit here about protections that are in place for in the payday loan industry. Now, payday loans are provincially regulated. So the the rules are very, very different from one province to another. But in general, most provinces within like one to two days, uh, business days, you can kind of say, hey, I screwed up. I actually don't want to take out this loan. And you can basically cancel the loan. You can say like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. But you got to pay it back in full. Yeah, you got to pay it back in full within that like one or two business days. Uh, most are two business days. Saskatchewan is one though. Um, Tim, I have a question for that. Yeah. So you're saying that if you go to cancel that, it, it, well, you're saying to pay that in full. So I mean, the document with the government of Canada basically states that there's, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but the one of the differences between this and other options is that payday loans 
is a flat fee right off the bat. So if you're borrowing that $300, you automatically have that $51 or so assessed on top of it. So are you saying that you decide day or two later, hey, I screwed up, I don't need this. Is that $351 owed back or is it just the principal that you were needing to borrow in general? I'm guessing it's just the principal or else yeah. what's that protection in place for? Right. Yeah. I just, that's... just thought I would care just to verify. Cause I, for me, it would maybe seem like, yeah, no, the 51 is maybe, I don't know, the, the bond attached for some security, initial security for the institution and the 300 is the principal, which is, I guess, yeah. you know, combine those two. So, yeah. Yeah. So some other, uh, some other protections out there. A lot of provinces won't let you roll over your loan into another loan. So it's like you take out like $1,500 and then you're like, oh, hey, I can't pay this back. Can I take out another payday loan? A lot of provinces will say like, no, you you can't do that. I think um, the issue with that is because a lot of people at that stage, when they're pulling out money from there, they're already in so much other debt already. Yeah. They probably have no access to line of credit or credit cards are maxed out or something. There's... there's um, or deny credit card there's something that's already there that's why because if you keep going getting loans and loans those people who aren't educated on finance or, or trying to get out or trying to figure out their situation there they're just going to keep get digging themselves into a bigger and bigger hole i actually yeah. have a thought behind that one too maybe if it's not something clear-cut for individuals listening um what this might mean think of it as what negative equity would mean in a car loan so if you were to you know finance a vehicle let's say it's a thirty thousand dollar loan and you go to let's say own it for you put some advanced payments to be even paid it off and in five years let's say you have twenty thousand dollars but you decide i don't want this vehicle anymore so you get the new vehicle but you also have to borrow money for it so the negative equity on what you would owe would would basically go over top and add on to the new loan that you would that you would hold to the new vehicle and would just accumulate over time that's I guess the best way to look at it with this case, except for obviously the, right. the denominations for this are much less, but same idea, but they're again, the protection is there so that it's, it's like well said, you are already in a situation where really you shouldn't have to do this, but this is like the last resort. So this is basically, I guess, credit. I, I don't know the exact uh, the exact code for it, um, but the protection agency behind it is saying, yeah, I don't think so. Whereas, unfortunately, negative equity with vehicles will say, yeah, keep coming to us. And I think a lot of people can most likely relate to that, unfortunately. Yeah. So just a couple other protections here. So there's a number of provinces that say like, hey, you can only take take out a loan up to X percentage of your income or paycheck. So that you can still afford to pay your other bills when your paycheck comes in, I, I assume is why that's there. There's some provinces as well that have legislated uh, maximum interest rates if you default on your loan. I think I was reading BC, it's 30%. But yeah, I mean, still ridiculous. And then Quebec has limited payday loans to 35% interest total. Like we'll get into what the interest rates are on on payday loans, but like that is really, really, really low interest rate for a payday loan. So yeah, I think that was that, <laughs> that's that ridiculous. Was, that sounds yeah, that, it, that's really, really low. Just stupid. But yeah, I I think that's basically the majority of the of the protections that are kind of in place. So really you're not that well protected <laughs> so i actually watched a, a documentary on payday loan i want to i don't know a few months back actually because i just like to watch different finance documentaries um and one of the things that they talked about is that they actually have your checking or your your pay like your your employer's like information um so when you get paid it actually goes to them so like it's like a revolving door this is at least this is what one of the branches in the in the documentary that I was talking about so for example if you get paid two grand or whatever you get paid uh if you own the payday loan they'll, they'll take out the amount that they own so you have to go back and get more loan it's like a revolving door which is kind of it just kind of sounds like you'll never get out like like that's what the documentary was talking about how guys get into or people get into payday loans and they never get out of it because obviously the high interest and and how they operate. And before we uh, go into like 
what the costs are. Actually, you know what? Let's let's jump into the cost of a payday loan just right now. Will, would you like to go into that a little bit? Sure. Um, so I actually had a I was actually looking at a website that's uh the, the website is actually a, a payday loan website. So they're trying to encourage people to get loans and they're trying to tell you different reasoning why payday loan is good. Oh, did they uh, almost all, get yeah? They all got me. I think I'm gonna apply for a loan after this. <laughs> yeah. So I think the best way is to get, you know, like a ten thousand dollar loan from payday loan, invest that in like crypto. And then for like one day and have like go up really high and then sell it and then pay the payday loan back after one day. So this way you don't have to technically owe them any interest. So you keep the difference. You see, if only you like, could time the market. Oh man. <laughs> That's just kidding. Right do, do not do that. Do not, <laughs> do not do that. So so this website who who's very pro payday loan because it's a payday loan website actually lists the different interest rate breakdown. So I'm going to just go ahead and assume that this is the minimum interest that they're charging because they're a payday loan website. They're not going to put like the maximum interest that they're charging. This is just the minimum that they're charging. So they go per $100 borrow. So in British Columbia, if you borrow $100, $15 goes to interest. So that's 15%, which is like, that's crazy. Alberta is 15%, Manitoba is 17%, Ontario is 15%, Nova Scotia is 19%. Uh, New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island are all 15%. And I guess this payday loan isn't in Saskatchewan or certain territories and stuff because it doesn't have every single place. So I'm I'm looking at a range between 15% to 19%. And like I said, this is on the lower end of things because this website is trying to convince people to come to sign up for payday loans. Yeah. Do you have any other numbers for uh, interest rate and uh, uh, the cost of payday loans? Do I ever? <laughs> did you guys look nice. into uh into the territories and what they're allowed to charge no they're no. allowed to charge 60 dollars for a hundred dollar payday loan are you oh kidding my me gosh. they are oh. yeah how is that not criminal i know right and wow. speaking of criminal so the criminal <laughs> interest rate is actually 60 percent but Payday loan companies get like some sort of exemption or whatever from this rule, or at least like the specific payday loans. There's payday loan companies that will do other loans like installment loans or things like that. But for payday loans, you act they get an exemption from this rule. So like a $15 fee, like, yeah, that's 15% of that hundred dollars, which is already like that. That's kind of expensive for probably a two-week loan. But and a lot of these are two-week loans. So based on a two week loan, that's like a that's three hundred and ninety one percent interest rate per year. That Hold up, just back, back that up, back that up. Yeah, it's what sixty percent for the whole year? It's not it's not annualized sixty percent. You're talking about sixty percent for the term of that loan. Uh so no, 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 sixty percent per year is like anything higher than that is considered criminal in Canada. Okay, but what I'm saying is if I'm up north or if I'm in BC getting charged whatever 20% or, or whatever amount, if I borrow $100 mm-hmm. for, say, two weeks, two yeah. weeks installment, am I owed $120 after two weeks or am I owed $120 after a year of borrowing that loan? You owe 120 bucks after two weeks. So it's tw- it's. So that's like, is is two weeks. Is that term the the term of the loan? It's not it's not annualized for the whole year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that these, is insane. Yeah. Like this this fifteen dollars. It's for whatever, like yeah, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, whatever number you're talking about. It's like that's for whatever length of the payday loan term is, which from what I understand is uh, is usually two weeks. It can be up to sixty two days, but usually two weeks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, even, uh, what was it like? Cause most provinces are kind of in that like $15 to $21 per hundred dollar window. So if you're at $21, that's a 548% annualized interest rate. That is just absurd. Yeah. I don't even have any more words for that. I just think that that is Again, I don't mean to use the word, but just so manipulative on people who just can't 
I get themselves out. Like it's just it, yeah. to like I I'd feel if I had to tomorrow, I better have that money coming in literally the next couple hours. I am literally just applying for it because maybe I don't know. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's just say my ATM withdrawal from my checking account is past its limit so i can't go and grab the money like yeah, so you use your visa card oh my god well like literally at that point jeez yeah. like yeah i might as well just go take a cash advance and say okay take this instead I, i'm guessing yeah. that's the that's the super high end though like the riskiest borrowers borrowers are being charged that though the um, 60% that you talked like, about there from what I think i'm it's looking- just general yeah yeah like from from what i'm looking at it's like it looks like most payday loans usually charge that uh whatever like the provincial uh, maximum is there that's crazy so, so i want to i want to quickly talk talk about why they charge so high though and i'm sure most of us know is because like we talk about it's 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 unsecured loan it's very risky for these companies mm-hmm. yeah and same with credit cards right like how many people have four five six i mean we we've all heard Dave Ramsey at some point in our in our lifetime and and he's talked to people who have maxed out credit cards and it's just mm-hmm. because when it's risky they have to charge that high loan and usually the like we talked about in the beginning of that so the people who go to payday loans probably already have maxed out credit cards probably have terrible credit so they can't get a line of credit from a bank or they don't have enough cash or they don't make enough money so payday loan itself is very risky so I think for them to even make a profit yeah. uh, they have to charge that enormous amount of interest just to sustain itself because i would like to see like the numbers just statistic wise out of let's say a thousand people who walk into a payday loan to borrow money how many of them do not pay and default on that loan yeah well and from what i understand with those loans if you default then you end up like getting charged something like a usually around like 30 to 60 percent um like kind of range of interest rate that uh that like 500 whatever percent is for that two week period because it's a flat fee but then because there's that like i i assume it's because like 60 percent is considered like criminal interest rate or whatever for any interest after that i'm assuming is why they kind of keep it in that 30 to 60 percent range after after default but well, I think you're right, Tim, because I mean, if you think about it, if I mean, if they didn't even charge that flat up fee when you take out that 300, where are they making their money off of that? Because you're just paying back, yeah. paying back a principal amount. So if you're yeah. paying it back within that two week window, it's like, OK, well, we're just giving you your money back that you gave to us. So it's there's no benefit for them in that case. Yeah. Sorry. So I just actually just looked this up quick. Yeah. This isn't Canada, but I'm sure it's probably pretty similar this is uh according to the consumer financial protection bureau it's out of washington in the states there uh it talked about how four out of five payday loan borrowers either default or renew a payday loan over the course of a year oh my gosh and so that's four out of five and only 15 percent of borrowers repay all their payday debt uh when due without reborrowing within 14 days so only 15 percent repay so basically you're looking at eight almost eight out of ten people almost nine out of ten people who continue to have to go back to use payday loan because uh yeah just because of their interest rate and and the way they operate their business so that's kind of insane to think about yeah i don't really the one thing i was gonna say i was kind of debating about it but i guess Obviously, they make their money. That's why there's more than one location, even in Regina alone. So uh, there's yeah. got to be a reason. To, <laughs> I don't think it's somebody, well, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't believe it's somebody with uh, with some sort of uh, capital that's locked up in a savings account ready to start a business. I don't think that's what's happening. So, Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, too, that like one other crazy thing, too, is, you know, you, if you reach that two weeks and you end up like not being able to... Uh, to pay back then you also end up getting hit with the nsf charge or or whatever like if the check bounces or if their uh, pre-authorized withdrawal doesn't isn't able to pull out funds then yeah you're you're stuck with that charge on top of whatever your loan and and fee is as well so no kidding i i did i don't know i don't think it was mentioned here between us already but one of the things i found really interesting about when i was looking up my portion of uh, these payday loans the first thing that i saw advertised like a was like a money mark thing 
And one of the things that it advertised with it was specifically for building credit, which I thought was really funny Mm. because in terms of how we're looking at just how easy it is for this interest to accumulate on somebody who goes to grab one of these, because obviously there's much better ways to build your credit. And yeah, just, again, it what the cash advances. I mean, I think, well, we're going to get into it here, but there's the, the fact that they're using people. To, it's like, Hey, you know what? You want to make a difference. You want to make a change with your life and you want to improve your well-being. Well, come with us and build your credit. We're going to charge you triple the rates almost. And <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. it, it it's, it's such a, I don't know. I feel like I'm being, it's almost like I'm on my computer and I, I've been hacked and someone's trying to fish me to a site to click on a link. I shouldn't be, I get into there and it's just like all of these people just hunting for my business that they just, it, you know, again, don't mean to make, you know, certain comparisons, but it's almost like life insurance plans. It's they're, they're gambling on you to not being able to make that mm. payment on time. So how are they going to make their cash? Well, <laughs> it's that interest rate we talked about. And it's really saying, well, I hope to God or whatever, that when you come in here, you're rock bottom as it is. So good luck getting yourself out. And we're just getting you like, you know, you might as well just let your paycheck on the counter. They just come swoop it up every two weeks because that's what they're entitled to. It's just ridiculous. And I mean, we laugh about the fact that that they advertise it as a way to build your credit. But for some people, that may legitimately be the only people who will give them a chance to build their credit again. So I yeah, mean, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't mean it as oh like you that. build yeah. your credit when you're paying sixty percent though. <laughs> I know, right? Like legit, like it's man, not even worth it to build your credit at that point. I don't even understand <laughs> at that point, but yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess then, if you ever need money, I'll charge you fifty nine percent instead. <laughs> is that the is that the friend rate? That's the friend rate. Oh my gosh, fifty eight point five. Oh my. Gosh, <laughs> what a steal. <laughs> well, I guess that probably might be a good segue into what you can do besides getting a payday loan. I have a friend oh, who will man. charge you 58%. Yeah, I think, thank God for Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that dividend come every quarter. I'll make sure I come by your place or at least send you a message and just say, hey, so. And, yeah. You know, just. <laughs> yeah. But in all reality, though, I think uh, number one is financial education. If you're in that s- stuck yeah. in that downward, you need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I honestly, I hope there's one person that's listening to this podcast. That's I actually, I don't hope that one person listening to podcast is going to payday loan. Uh, I hope nobody listening to this podcast actually has gone to payday loan. But if you have a friend or a family member who who struggles, I always say the number one thing is financial education, because we've talked about it on this podcast. It's not about how much money per se you make. If you're making $20,000 a year, you got to go find yourself a new job. But if you don't make, if you're making 60 grand, 50 grand, 70, 80, 90, 100, and you are living paycheck to paycheck, sometimes you got to either downgrade your lifestyle or you got to sell some stuff um, and quit spending so much money. I think that's that's the way to get out of it because if you don't educate yourself and understand how to allocate your money or to spend it, like you're going to just keep getting stuck in that revolving door of debt. And well, uh, what do we talk about all the time for what we represent is financial independence, right? So I think the number one thing to to back up what Will's saying is have an emergency fund. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that should be your daily fixed expenses and then some, you know, maybe you could have more. And it doesn't mean you're having just one you know, emergency fund, it could be multiple different things, but the reliance should be, you know what, I don't want to use this, but I'm in such a pickle right now that I got to find my way to get out. And if you've got, let's say, I don't know, I know that's, let's say you have the $300. I mean, sure. It hurts to take it out of the bank, but you don't have to pay the $51 even up front to be handling all that. So I think, you know, how do you do it really? It's what has been, you know, from the start, it's setting a budget for yourself, allocating your assets. Where is your money going? How do you allocate it? Well, it's up to you in terms of your safety nets and what you feel is applicable to where you want stuff to go. But 
you have to set that up for yourself. You gotta, I mean, what I would even said uh, for those that listened to the prior episode with me on, you gotta take care of yourself because you Mm -hmm. don't have people who are going to be reaching out a hand all the time to you to say, Hey, yeah, you made a mistake. I'm here to help you. I've, (laughs) I was just actually, I went got a haircut the other day and was having a discussion with my barber and she was talking to me about how her boyfriend right now is working just excruciating amount of hours for the, I can't remember which company, but it's, it's to do with the trades. So seasonal work making really good money, but none of it's going towards him because of the financial stakes he made before. And not to say he's any different than any regular people like us. It's just, he unfortunately didn't have someone he could rely on to say, Hey, pull me out of the water here. I can't breathe. So he's had to take that step back, assess the situation Yes, make some sacrifices, but all that, you know, he's obviously still able to do some of the things he wants, but it's kind of like the Dave Ramsey concepts of if like restaurants, you should even see the inside of a restaurant and doing that before you're able to pay off your debts. He's, he's allocating those assets to pay off this. He's doing the data avalanche, which is paying off the highest amount of interest first, making his way down. I think that's huge for him because I mean, as much as, you're probably sitting there hour, hour after hour. And I mean, I think I heard, she told me he's working, he's on his 16th day of work straight, which I thought, how do you do that? Wow. Like, like mentally that that's draining physically. That's draining. I mean, you would just, again, it's, it's like the thing with having your money on the calendar and someone just coming by and saying, thank you very much. And you're going, well, what do I do now? It's, it's just, I, I don't know. I feel like it would be so disheartening. Like I just would feel so defeated, but for people who have dug themselves out of that hole, which I he is working towards, like I kudos to you because that yeah. is not yeah. easy to do. Yeah, but, and you're gonna feel super good when you come out the other side too. It, well, that's the thing. I mean, I'll tell you, if you, I haven't had to go through too much debt for myself, other than you know, vehicle loan that I've got at the moment, but not like Tim with any sort of uh, student debt or anything. But I'm sure Tim. Like I think I've mentioned before, once you got yourself out of that, you you felt like a different man. Man, I was a free man. <laughs> like, like man, it was it was so good. I was like, man, I can actually save money now. No, I can kidding. actually like earn interest. No kidding. But... I'm the one earning the interest, <laughs> of paying the interest. It's going towards you rather than you putting it somewhere else. So yeah, but uh, I I just well I guess. Uh, Tim, is there any other thing, anything else that you could think of? Uh, I guess maybe a step two, let's call it, for what you would consider going towards before payday loan. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like Will said, like you know, having going to somebody like you know, even a financial advisor or something like that, who's able to kind of help you. Maybe even just like have a friend who's really good with finance, who's able to help you, like maybe work out a budget or something like that, and. I mean, honestly, as much as I, I'm not a fan of recommending it, is like you're still so much better off if you take, like we said, a cash advance on a credit card. If you have a line of credit, something like that, that's that's way better. Yeah, like that uh, Government of Canada page that we referenced earlier. Like it's they have this infograph, and it's actually like insane from like a line of credit or a cash advance on a credit card for a three hundred dollar loan, fourteen days. So payday loan, you're paying 51 bucks. And then these other ones, you're paying like six, seven bucks. Like just such I, I a I think those difference. other ones included, like if you're doing a conventional, like personal loan or a line of credit too, right? Yeah. It was like what? Borrowing from a line of credit, cash advance on a credit card or overdraft pr- protection on a bank account. Those were kind of the three that they compared with. Each kind of has like a $5 fee and then whatever interest rate on top of that. But yeah, yeah, just I, wildly different. Yeah, uh, I guess I don't know why this is bugging me to say this, but I kind of put some stars in my notes, kind of beside the cash advance of a credit card, because mm. it's almost acts as the same way in terms of how interest is charged as a payday loan, but yeah. the rate is significantly less. Oh yeah. So although it's not an amazing option, I have it personally listed as like my third out of, I think, what do we got here? Third out of, out of four options because a cash advance, I mean, I don't have my credit card stuff in front of me, but, and will Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're remembering, but isn't it like, 
was it like 30% or something like, like that on the principal that you pull out the day of. So it's not even giving you a window. It's saying, okay, you're, you're pulling out a hundred bucks. Okay. Cash just, with banks on your credit card. Oh, so technically, oh. I mean, wherever you're going, but mm. isn't it like you pull that money out and right away you're being charged like 30% off of that? I've only done it once and that was by accident, but they reversed the interest back for me. So I don't, I don't, but I don't I know just, personally. That's yeah. okay. One of the reasons that I mentioned the cash advance is just because I'm one of those nerds that literally checks every financial document I get from my bank or from any other financial institution, <laughs> just to see what rates are for what card I've, you know, subscribed with, or I guess, I don't know if that's the word you'd use, but just have gone with in general and from what I can remember, it's about a 30% rate. And it's like, when I look at that, I'm even cringing at it, but it's still a better option. Yeah. But I mean, I agree. Yeah. Like, sorry, go ahead, Tim. Yeah. I was just going to say, although we are saying these are better options, ultimately, just like do what Eric said, like, make sure you've got an emergency loan in, or sorry, emergency fund in place. Yeah, try to avoid those loans. Make sure you have an emergency fund in place just so that when these emergencies do come up, you aren't you aren't as frantic, you aren't going into debt, you aren't saying like, "Oh, I hope somebody's going to loan me money for this." And you don't have to have like that. Just it's it's kind of a gross feeling to me like, you know, paying interest, especially like paying higher rate interest. So, yeah, you don't have to worry about that if you've just got that emergency fund in place. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I anything? think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I'm just picturing someone who's a payday loan who has four maxed out credit cards, line of credit is already maxed out, and like, I, I feel for that because uh, that's that's impossible. So like, I know you guys were talking about having an emergency fund and all that. I think at that point you don't even you're not even thinking about that because how do you come up with a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or five hundred dollars? You you can't. Um, that's why I say I think the number one thing is financial education because you you got to figure that out first in your own head because before you try and do anything else. Uh, at that point, I think like heck, even yeah. counseling. I, I like, guess it's that due diligence part, just yeah. understanding what you're getting involved with. And question actually too, the one of the notes I have here here too is, um, have any one of you had to use overdraft protection before in a checking account? No, never. Not they used to uh offer they, they while well, they still offer it to me all the time with my bank. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? And was it twenty nine dollars or something or or, or was it twenty dollars a uh, month? I don't I something. don't know, but uh they always offer it all the time and obviously I never take it, but <laughs> come on, they're trying to offer you some some services. They're 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 all for us, right? Like all the banks, they want us to succeed. Sorry, what, why did you bring that up? I was just thinking of it as a separate option as well. So I've got it as uh, kind of an extended portion of um, what well, I have it under cash advance. It's not under a cash advance. It's literally what you would have in a regular everyday checking account. I don't think you would find it with financial institutions such as like a credit union with Connexus because that's what I hold. But I didn't look at the other options. I have a free checking account, so I I don't really know. But I do know it's with someone like CIBC. I'm assuming it'd be RBC2 or any of the big banks just because it provides that protection for you. But yeah, I just, again, just listing options in terms of what you can do because as mentioned previously, it's not that these are great options. It's that they provide less of a risk to you than a payday loan or other options that we've actually already mentioned, such as a cash advance, if it's something doable for you. Obviously, everyone's going to be different. Yeah, so, so. I, I think we've uh, kind of talked about pretty much like, you know, as much as we can talk about with uh, with payday loans so far. But uh, so just one question I have here at the end, like if I'm asking you, are these loans actually helping? What do you say? Oh, boy. No, um, I don't, yeah. I don't think <laughs> I'll just I'll just be. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Will. It's again, it's overall the concept when you really dig down, you can see why it's there. But yeah, just well, well to- it's easy because in the beginning, Eric came up with one. Been good and and Tim, I think you kind of. It was such a said, good reason, though. Said one thing and 
and then we've been bashing Peter Longs ever since. So that kind of <laughs> that kind of explains it pretty simply. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I just I was just gonna say, just in general, when it comes to I mean, you don't have to think specifically payday loans, but, you know, just have it in the back of your mind with this, that as Will has mentioned previously here, every financial decision that you that you endure comes with due diligence, doing your research and picking the best alternative. Not everyone is going to be similar. Everyone's going to have different reasoning as to why they are, you know, getting this loan in whatever shape or form it is. Um, but the number one thing I would say is if you're going to take out any loan in particular, even before you get into it, you need a plan to pay that off. Don't just enter into it. I mean, obviously it's not always going to be a perfect situation, but have a plan to know how you're going to tackle that. Because as was explained previously, we all could hear and well, uh, on our side, we're visualizing just from the pictures and everything that from our referencing you can see how quickly that that just triples or quadruples even. It just it's scary to think that if you don't have an idea of where this money's going to come from to pay this off, who knows where you're going to end up. So obviously not everyone's going to be able to avoid a loan. I mean, I I wasn't able to with my car and a lot of people aren't with their homes or anything like that, but just have a plan to pay that off. That's my premise. Yeah, these I are just... think uh, that covers it basically. Though, right? <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. <laughs> we can like, I, I, I feel like I actually can't go all day, all day talking about pay loan because I just, yeah. it's just <laughs> I, depressing. Actually, yeah. I mean, uh, I do have a note here. We could talk about installment loans. <laughs> you know what? Sure. T- toss it in there quick. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they're basically like even worse than credit cards, not as bad as payday loans, but also kind of worse than payday loans because they aren't limited to the 62 days. Basically, these are loans that will often charge you between 30 and 60% interest because let's not be criminals here. And yeah, you can borrow you know, thousands of dollars and buy, I don't know, like furniture and stuff like that and pay them back over a couple of years at, yeah, at like 30 to 60% interest. You know, if you're I don't know, maybe if your credit card's maxed out, I imagine you still have to like have some sort of credit check, I would think. But yeah, I I don't know. I hadn't heard of these before. And in my research, these came up and yeah, they seem pretty predatory as well. <laughs> so shout out to the installment loans. Um, well said, Tim. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, this is probably the least contribution I have to an episode personally because uh, like because you don't I'm want here. to admit to your uh, payday loans that you've taken out. You don't want to make yeah, it look like too. you know too much. Um, but no, I, I I just think it's just such a like you said, it's so predatory, and it's yeah. at the end of the day they're just taking advantage of people who are I don't know who are just more in need. I guess and, yeah, uh, you're, you're you're taking advantage of the of the most vulnerable population, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So on the bright side, uh, the market has been doing <laughs> tremendously well this year. And uh, and interest rate, I guess we'll do a quick update. Uh, I guess this yeah. won't be a quick update at all because by the time this comes out, it will be <laughs> already way past. So uh, Bank of Canada hiked 0.25, but at least they're going to say they're going to hold it. And then hopefully uh, by the time you guys listen to this, the Fed in New York, not in New York, the, the FOMC, FOMC, the Federal Reserve in the states have come up with their interest rate and we'll see uh what that holds uh, for the rest of the world uh, since we're talking about interest rate lots this year um, or today so but market has been doing quite well and inflation is coming down and i i think 2023 is looking good so far but uh hopefully it continues no kidding not not tim's variable mortgage though <laughs> Every time yeah. I see that I'm, part of me, just like I feel so bad for you. But yeah, I'm hoping this is the uh, the last interest rate increase. Uh, a lot of economists right now, it's January 26th right now when we're recording this, and a lot of economists are saying that they're expecting that that the Bank of Canada is either going to hold this rate for the rest of the year, or there's a few that think maybe even could cut. Um, I was reading an article, but I mean, who really knows? It's it, nobody knows at all. So it's not financial advice. This is, you know, just kind of what I'm hearing from news articles and whatnot. But yeah, it's it's great. 
having some optimism to look at uh, to kick the year off. So, yeah, no kidding. Yes. I, yeah, I well, I I was checking my well simple account prior just prior to starting up here, and I think I finally made back my initial investment, which I was like had such a sigh of relief. Nice. I really hope that doesn't go down. I'm kind of expecting it to, but we'll see. I mean, and and the pauses with it, you buy at the discount, but I think I've seen enough red. So the green, if it keeps coming, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, I, I don't mind the downturn, knowing <laughs> how long we have still. But no kidding. Just, yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, Eric, thanks for coming on to the show. It was good having a third voice, like I said. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's it's good to ha- add a different uh different dynamic to the to the group and uh yeah thanks so much for joining us today and yeah i hope uh i i, I know we have a few guests lined up and uh, we got a message a few people we that lost got lost in the in in between transition there and uh gotta get some people on here and yeah but you are if you are also a guest and you wanted to come on feel free to email us, us at financialclassmatgmail.com or find us on facebook or instagram and uh i think other than that man avoid payday loans and be a good dad and grow your dividends according to the last (laughs) (laughs) no kidding and yeah i guess just quickly yeah thanks again for having me on here i had such a fun time doing this the first time with the interview and i i hope that i was able to provide some initial uh perspective in a different way again because obviously i cannot be a jewel so hopefully uh i was able to not bring in expertise i was about to say expertise but not bring in expertise but just a good you know just perspective and just brought brought forth some some good thoughts for, for the podcast here so i thanks again yeah it was sweet Thank having you. you on yeah all right take care everyone have a good one Thank you for listening to this episode. For more episodes and financial tips, check out our Facebook page, The Financial Classroom. And if you like this podcast, feel free to subscribe and leave us a review on our various podcast platforms. Later.